Yo, yo. Brian, how's it going? All right, what up, man? Good. It's a little choppy. What's good? Uh, Everything's good. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's what's up. I'm on my way home, right? Actually, I'm on my way to uh, Starbucks right now. I had to, uh, I'm in Lee. I just swung by Slicko's crib because I had to pick up a, a boot disc for an iMac that he let me have. Oh, nice. So you're going to be able to put that uh, old show on computer no dude i need i need a high eight for that and i as a matter of fact i think i need another piece of equipment too because i have two different styles of uh vhs um like cassettes and i have one of the mub show which was back in 90 something and then i have a uh looks like i have a couple other ones that might be um, like really early day, maybe even Monster Mind recording sessions. The Mub Show might have been with Don Defrock, but I, I, I can't remember. It's so long ago that my brain just like exca- it like escapes yeah. me. So, how's uh, 2021 going for you so far? Uh, it's pretty solid, dude. Um, I haven't been. It, you know, I mean, it's still early, five days in, right? Everything. You know, the end of 2021, um, you know, obviously with the exception of Doom passing away um, and a couple other things, uh, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, man. You know, like lately I've been, um, you know, and just more recently, like this month, I've been getting back on trying to be uh, trying to wake up in gratitude. So after I meditate in the morning, I've been uh, just kind of going over things to be grateful for, you know? And right now I got a lot to be, man. Like I live back on the seacoast. I got another kid on the way. Uh, my kid, you know, my firstborn is healthy. He's happy. I, I was able to get him, at, you know, great Christmas presents, you know, like that, those things yeah. are huge, uh, you know? And I, and I just finished a verse uh, on this, you know, I, Creatively, I've been a little uninspired lately, but I, uh, but I was able to finish this verse recently, and I got to, I got to re-record it tonight. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, man. It's, it's Is real. Is the verse dope, for so. something you're working on for yourself or for someone else? Uh, it's for it's for um, Ducutter and uh, and those guys. They're putting on an album. I don't know if it's a technically it's going to be a phase three album. But it's the same. It's the same crew, you know. Yep. Essentially, um, and they had a DCB, and he and uh, he hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, can we get you on this?" And and of, and I, of course, I'm like, "Yeah," like with no question. But at the time, I was it, it was a couple months back, and it, I was very uninspired. It's like back in November, and, and I, I've been struggling to write. So, so I just been writing one line a day. I'm just like you know what, I'll write one line a day and I finished this 24 bar verse, uh, you know, and I wrote a couple lines extra a day. I didn't, I didn't always write one line a day, but like I've been waking up. It takes me a half an hour to get to work every day. So I just throw my headphones on and on my way to work. I spend that half an hour working on music, 
or at least one line. If and if I can get that one line done in five minutes, then I just you know whatever the rest of the way there. But I just set it. You know, I set limitations. Uh, you know what? I just thought of this pops in my head. I, I don't know if I've ever thought this before about you. Is like for you, you've been rapping for so long. It's really not unusual for for someone to to not be focused on doing the same thing. You know, something they've been doing for over 25 years, you know, like, yeah, when you think about it, I mean, you've been focused on rapping for a really long time, despite all the things that have gone on in your life. And I know Static just had his 25 year anniversary for DJing and you were rapping before he was DJing, you know. So I know you've been doing it for at least 25 years now. Yeah, yeah, I would say a good 26, 27 probably would be more to be accurate, accurate, because I remember, see, because Static was, Static was actually producing before he was DJing, and he was rapping before he was DJing in the early years, and I think that was about a year or two. It probably was a year or two I think what it was, yeah, yeah, so I would say, you know, as, as if you wanted to go back to the, you know, the alpha, the, 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 the uh, beginning of the of it all. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like yeah, 27, 26, 27 years ago. But uh, yeah, man, it's been a while. You know, you know, I never feel I never feel comfortable uh, doing it. Still, like like rap has always been. Um, you know, writing and crafting, creating music and stuff and live performing, nothing ever feels, uh, I never feel comfortable in it. Every time I do a show, like for example, I just did that live show um, with uh, uh, MC Observer at our yoga studio with Bizza. DJ Myth. Um, uh, yeah, Myth, Myth DJed, um, uh, Clashes DJed and... Cody Pope was there and seven quarters was there. Um, and so you didn't feel uh, comfortable performing. You were saying not at That's all. Not, because dude, you, you seem so comfortable, especially the last few years when you perform live. Dude, I'm I, so I get, I get comfortable when I'm, when I'm there, when it's time to go on, it's kind of like, well, I allow myself, I, like I give myself some slack. But leading up, I knew two weeks in advance that I was going to do that show. So I spent those two weeks crafting the set list um, because because prior to that, I hadn't performed in almost the, you know, six, seven, eight months. It's been forever because of COVID. So actually, it's almost been a year. Well, the I last live show I that. saw was you and MOP. Okay. And when was that? I believe that was March of last year, February or March. Okay, yeah. So it's probably the last time I performed was was opening for MLP, and then uh, so it's been a while. But but there is definitely something inside of me that um, clicks on, and it becomes a um, it just becomes a, a thing, you know. Well, like once you start so, rapping, you feel better. So there's no. Yeah, it's like when there's no so two weeks to practice takes a lot of pressure off, and when the pressure is off, it kind of leaves a lot of room for error. So I use that time to memorize any. I'll go over the set, start to finish. I'll go over the set, um, 
completely. And then, uh, and then as the, you know, I'll figure out what lines that I don't have memorized and what's what and where goes what. And I still have this nervousness, this nervousness, like I'm going to forget these lines, dude. I already know I'm going to forget this and that. But then the day of the show, like right up until the, like the last hour before I perform, it, it, it like something clicks and turns over. And then I'm just like, all right, let's go. And it's go time. And, and yeah. then I have fun with it. So it's there. So the longevity has helped a lot with me in the creative process. Uh, but it never, I never feel comfortable, dude. Every time I write, like if I don't, if I take a week off from writing, if I take a week or two off from writing, dude, it, it literally feels like I don't know, like I don't know what I'm doing. And I've been doing it for, for, you know, 20 something years, you know? So you would think by now I could just pick up a pen at any time and, and the beat and, and a beat drops and I'm going And I can do that. If the beat is incredible, then of course I could do that. But if the beat, if the beat isn't bringing me anywhere, but I want, but I feel the need to want to do it. Well then, then I'm writing one line a day. I'm doing the, well, at least if I write one line a day, it should be straight, you know, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things, man. It's like, I've been flirting with the idea of not doing it as hard as I've been doing it. And I've been, I've been flirting with the idea of being just more present in my life. So I got off social media. Like I've been curb, I curb my social media a lot and I've been focusing more on uh, weekends. I have my son on the Sing on maybe nine soon, and uh, that's huge. So I've been f- trying to focus on my life and stuff, and getting my, and getting everything else together. But it's it's very um, it it's it's starting to be a li- it's starting to feel a little bit better, and it's starting to feed my creativity more. And I'm starting to step back and look at it and go and think to myself as an outsider perspective. Do I want to, do I, am I fucking with bug out because, uh, he's a beast on the mic and he's, and he's just a monster in the booth and he can wake up every day and just produce music, just not production wise, not beat wise, but like produce material. And, uh, is that, do I find that, um, inspiring? Is that inspiring for the next man or is is me living my life being comfortable in who I am in navigating life and in experiencing it this one time around that we all have one time around right is that more inspiring and I think that's more inspiring to me than to be you know what would I rather want a dope artist that I I fuck with to be stuck in a booth all day and, and shitting out material left and right or would I rather have a dope artist that I that I can look at and go, yo, he dropped an album at the beginning of the year and he's enjoying his life. He, he's um, traveling around. He's he's uh, he's um, contributing to the culture 
but at the same time, he's enjoying his life. That's that's more inspiring to me. And he doesn't have to post it on, or or she, or they, whoever. They don't have to post it on social media all the time. And but I but it, when I do see them post, it's either something thought provoking or hmm. or life enjoying. And and to me, like that's the 2021 bug out. You know, like that's where I want to be at. And, uh, and um, I want to I want to push that agenda more and I want people to understand that, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to put out dope music. I, I could I could be happy putting out a dope 124 on on a feature on someone's track um, a year. I, I could be happy with that, yeah. I think, as long as that 24 is is a 24 that I could put on repeat and I can listen to multiple times. And that's, that's what I want to bring back. I want to bring that back to hip hop, you know, because I can tell you right now there, there are rappers that I look up to that don't have a lot of material out there that don't need a lot of material out there. And, and the, we need to, a hip hop needs to go back to that. And, and I appreciate artists, in groups like Griselda, dude, I love Griselda, but yeah. but putting that much material out, it just things get lost in the shuffle, man. You know, you know, Benny's an incredible rapper. He's got bars and bars, and some of the stuff he says is incredible. But it just goes in one ear and out the other because yeah. Well, I, I was thinking music. when you were when and, you were and, talking, and, you know, is there? I mean, that's ever, just my opinion. Has there ever been like a verse you put out and you were disappointed so. on looking back? Like, do you have any music that you don't like? You don't have to name like whose whose song it was or anything, but I wasn't sure because you're so picky, and yeah, meticulous yeah. With, oh, yeah. with writing your verses. I wasn't sure if if you're just you're completely oh, yeah. satisfied with all of it. Well, there was there there's little things that I find uh that still mess with me. You know, um I'll give you one example. I won't I, obviously I won't jump into it too much, but uh for so for example, the Uncle Sam put out a 24 and 24 uh album and he asked me to be a part of it and it was an incredible experience and I loved the song I pre-recorded the song in my house so I could have the cadence right and everything. Um, but when when the 24 hours came to 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 be, and my time was was uh, there, the mic the mic was low, and from the last rapper, and because we were trying to get everything done in a rush, the first time I spit the verse. I, I yelled it. I like screamed it in the booth because the mic was so low and uh, it killed my voice. So then when we came time to record it, instead of me asking the, the, the engineer to turn the mic up and like adjust the levels right, I, ju- I, I just jumped in. Like I, I got Anxious. to, um, I got to, uh, whatchamacallit, like, um, I forgot the uh, word. I, yeah, I guess anxious would be the word. And I spit it, and I got and, and I got horror. So the the original, the verse, the 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 song on that project, I sound very stra- strained. 
my vocals are very like rough and strained and mm. the original copy of that song was so so much more dope in my opinion but that was also a were that was also um a flow that i don't normally use you know like i can't remember how it goes right now but i was i was trying to think of it like anyway that that uh particular style that it's almost double time i think it is i don't use that too often and that took me a little while to write um but uh i feel well, hold like on. While we're on that i could have done it i could have done that more justice but that's you, you know not that's recorded, just a, but, um for you i find with yeah. guest features especially but every project you sound different like you're using a different style usually on every mm-hmm. every album like you can go back listen to the the three granite state albums and you sound different on on every album same with the trap jaw album or like the bug out albums yeah do you do that on purpose because you're so yeah. creative and you're trying to just switch it up or do you not realize do you now do, when you say that, that i so so that that's a good question but but i'm going to i'm going to almost rebuttal with a question for you and ask um and ask you what what a, what about those verses seem different is it the flow is it the uh cadence is it um you know what what is it about those verses in particular because uh, obviously i'm always going to grow and evolve as time goes but i think i get bored i think what it boils down to uh if i can answer the question without you answering the question that i asked was really basically i get bored with a lot of flows and stuff. And I always want to switch it up and, and, and it's not like I don't have my voice. Like I've been found my voice. I think I just get, I just get bored, you know? And then, and then producers evolve. I, I link with different producers. You know, you hear me on Neff beats. I sound completely different than when you hear me on DC beats because those, those pull something different out of me, you know, DC, the way he arranges his beats are, are just are just on another yeah. level than any other producer. And they're, they, they demand a type of, uh, here, hold on. Give me a second. Hold that thought. I hate to uh, cut you off. I'm going to just order. Yeah, sure. I'm going to order a couple coffees real quick. Um, all right. Sounds good. You can keep this in if you want. It'll just sound uh, entertaining. So, um, but I definitely, uh, I think... I think for sure you should always strive to want to, to want to be in sound a little bit different on your last project um, because you should always be evolving anyway as an artist. But, you know, you can always tell it when it's right. me. You're never going to listen to one of my songs and be like, yo, that sounds like, that doesn't even sound like you, you know? Um, at least vocal cadence wise, I'm always going to sound like myself, but, uh, more so in, in, during these times right now, I've been really focusing back on my like political, um, political, political stuff. It's not a problem. Um, can I just get a grande, um, ice latte with hazelnut and almond milk? 
anything else for you today? Uh, yeah, please. May I get a uh, grande? Um, let me see. What do you got? What do you got with almond milk? I'll do a grande macchiato with almond milk. A hot uh, one. Caramel macchiato? Yeah, please. Okay. A hot one with almond, with milk. almond milk. Yep. Anything else? Uh, no, that'll be it. So it was a grande ice latte with hazelnut and almond milk, and then a grande caramel macchiato with almond milk. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. It's going to be 11 88 up at the window. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yep. So, um, dude, I live off coffee. What time is it? Six o'clock? I'm, I think I'm on my fourth cup right now. But, yeah, mu- music to me, man, should always be evolving. And I've been getting a lot of my create. My creativity has really been... Um, I guess uh, manifested through a lot of different things lately. And um, as it always does, man, like I, I was just thinking today about how I used to be obsessed with cars. Like I still am. I love cars. I, I, I work on cars, you know, like that's what I do. But I, but I, I'm not as obsessed as I was. So you don't, you don't hear that too often in my rhymes anymore. You know, like back in the day, I would say a rhyme, something like I want a 22 B with Graham lights drop so low. You think I wasn't a fan of heights, man. You like, like I used to talk about really esoteric uh, car things like Graham volt, Graham lights and 22 B's, which are like a super, it's a Subaru SDI. That was like a limited two door coupe that they made as like a rally car that not a lot of people would even know, but, but I feel like, I feel like doing those braggadocious type of rhymes or, or doing those rhymes that are really about commerce, commerce rhymes. Like that stuff doesn't interest me anymore, but I want it to, you know, I still, I still like, you know, I look at an R8, Audi R8 or, um, the RS6 Avant, like we had an RS6 Avant at my work and I still, and I still think to myself, man, I'm going to own one of those one day or whatever. But to me, my lyrics now need to reflect a bigger picture, you know, and there's so much going on in the world right now. And there's a change going on that nobody's talking about in hip hop, you know? And, And if they are talking about it, it's, either people go, I don't want to hear that old old head shit or they're, or they're doing it in a way that's just ridiculous. But, you know, people are missing these things that are going on and we should be talking about them. Music right now to me should be reflecting of like the hippies in the sixties, you know, music right now should be political. It should be political. Look at what's going on with Mitch McConnell. Look what's going on with Donald Trump. It, but we're we're starting to become desensitized to it because of social media. And I don't think we should be because once we get desensitized to the situation going on right now politically, then we're going to let a lot more things slide, you know, and I don't think we should. I think we should still be making revolutionary music, man. I, I think. I think right now, yeah, it's weird. He hasn't been out people like Immortal Technique should be thriving in this in this climate. Not, not, dude. 
Right? Like, why are we, why are we, why is drug music and, and, and fantasy music, fantasy rap blowing up right now? And dr- like, I'm a drug addict, like, pill. Like, we should be fighting yeah. Pfizer. We shouldn't be supporting them by talking about drug music, you know? We sh- and it's and that's and that's a very frustrating uh, a thing, man. It's a very frustrating. Um, it's frustrating, dude, because this world just is is. It's getting complicated, and I and I'm starting to think about my kids. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a kid on the way. I have a kid in, coming in March. And what is the world going to look like when he gets to be my age? And what is the world going to look like when Parker's my age? And um, I want it to be... I, I want it to be somehow com- <laughs> normal. And, uh, well, geez, no, I guess... Yo, yo. Welcome back. Yeah, what up, what up? Where did, where did we leave off, man? Well, you were saying you don't want your um your son to grow up in a strange world when he's our age. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I apologize. Been a crazy night. Um yeah, man. That that's really uh something that I've been thinking about lately, you know, cuz I'm getting a little bit older and I'm like I'm like my priorities are slightly shifting, you know. Um and yeah, but I, I feel like every parent probably has the same thought throughout history because yeah. everything just keeps progressing or what seems like progressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I think you're right about that. And, and, you know, if you look at the statistics, uh, like we're pretty safe creatures, you know, right now. Um, you know, we're not out with, you know, you do hear about the violence and, and gangs and stuff like that. But history wise we're we're more safer than ever i like to believe uh at least that's what it seems like but at the same same time what i was getting to is you know it's it's not it would be nice to have a safer world for when parker gets to be our age um and i don't mean safe and it seems to me like it it's going all right so to to give you a marvel reference uh, Cap- Captain America: Civil War. Uh, Fury's talking with Fury's talking with Cap, and he go and he goes. Uh, he's showing him the the um, these airplanes that were designed to to neutralize threats. I can't remember the name of the planes right now. And and, and uh, he says we're talking about world peace or whatever. And Fury's saying. And and Captain says, "What by sticking a gun, um, by sticking a gun to everyone and, and calling it uh, calling it freedom or whatever." And, and Cap makes a point, basically saying, "Like uh, we got to be careful. There's a lot of sh- shit going on in the world right now, and for us to give up our freedom for something right now is is kind of what." what it feels like where we're headed because they're pumping there's a lot of fear in people right now especially with this pandemic which is turning into an endemic 
uh, which what I've been reading, you know, what, what I've been really kind of seeing long-term anyway as an endemic uh, because no one was able to flatten any curve and, and it got out of control. And now we're just going to have to live with it uh, with, with the exception of the vaccine. Um, but, you know, uh, we got to be careful with that. And, and, I, and I, because I see that shit, because I recognize it, I think it's I think it's my job as an MC, as a father, as a, some a figure that people look up to. I mean, not a lot of people, let's be honest, but like or maybe I don't know. I mean, most of my fan, most of my fans is uh, it's weird. I have this big fan base in there and they don't really uh they don't really reach out to me, but, they, but they're around. It's like, as soon as I stop doing st- something, and that's when they all like, Oh, when you, when you putting on a new project, when are you doing this? And I'm like, dude, you know, where were you, uh, mm-hmm. when I needed that boost? But anyway, I digress. Like really what I want is a world. Um, you know, I don't, I, obviously this, this, uh, dystopian crap, like I don't want us to head for that, and, and to some degree, that's where we are right now. I think uh, I don't know, man. I it's, I just feel like if you're not writing about things like that right now, I, then I just don't want to hear it. I'll be honest with you. Like, or you know, or I listen to some old shit. You know, I just I haven't. Uh, you know, even before Doom passed. Honestly, like I had, uh, I have Operation Doomsday in my CD player in my car because my car is older, and I don't yeah. have my, <laughs> I don't have my uh, Bluetooth anymore because the car is older. But I've been listening to Operation Doomsday, and uh, I have, I literally have these albums in my car because it's a success changer. I have Operation Doomsday, I have Ready to Die, and I have um, the Esoteric Doom, the Zarfist oh, nice. Doom album. And I've just been alternating between those and sometimes the radio because my kid, my kid loves, like, pop music. So, yeah. Well, you know what? For me, like, um, Mad Villain is, is actually probably one of the albums I've listened to most in the last few years. Like, it's like a, an al- yeah. it's like a go-to album. If I'm not sure what I want to listen to, I just throw that on because yeah, it's yeah. so perfect. It's a, it is. I... I love with the you know Operation Doomsday obviously. Um, you like that better than Mad Villain? Well, I'm partial to it because it it brings me to a time in my life where I really I was enjoying life. I mean, I'm enjoying life now, but I mean, I didn't have any responsibilities back then, and I was just so it's you know it brings me there. Plus. That album was very ahead of its time and really opened up. It's so weird how that album opened up the lane, that lane for that type of artist. And there was attempts previous to that. Um, You know, you could argue and say, Cool Keith has been doing a lot of things like that right along. And you wouldn't be wrong because Cool Keith is a absolute legend. He's a god. He's a rap god, dude. And so isn't Doom. Um, but that album hit at the right time. Uh, well, I guess it, 
for better for where i mean granted it took a it took a while for it to take off that album um because when it dropped i, I think it i think the label backing i think it was it was fondalum maybe records. it was was a fondalum okay yeah because i was i was gonna say fat beats but fondalum okay but you know it was it was a slow roller kind of like um uh, kind of like uh if i remember correctly kind of like slum villages first album and dart i know dart talks a lot about this dude i love dart items but i'm pretty sure he's talked about this before and uh brian coleman has some information uh in one of the check the techniques about it but like you know that album uh embodied like like there was a there was during that time in hip-hop skateboarding like the skate culture and things were starting to mold together. Yeah. You know, and it was just in like, like pop rap or like, like, like uh, that shit was out of control was like, and this was completely as far left as you could get. Uh, well, you know, I shouldn't say left. Cause I, because nowadays you say right and left. Really? Like- right. It was the furthest underground that you could get. And it was a name that Doom was a name. Okay. If you knew comic books, it kind of piqued your interest. And then if you knew KMD, which, you know, I knew because I knew third base. Yeah. So the connect, the, the dots were connecting, but, um, did you know? Game, did you know right away that Doom was the guy from KMD when you first heard it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. No, no question. But I, but I had, if you had played that for me, if you had played me Operation Doomsday without telling me who it was, I wouldn't. Obviously, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. But when it came out, I was hanging out with Jeff Deblois, and Jeff had had. He was like, "Yo, have you heard the Doom album or whatever?" And I was like, nah. And he's like, man, like it's cool to see, um, camp like him for KMD, uh, you know, putting out music again. Because after his brother passed away, he stopped making music, and he was like, dude, this is really some cool shit. And the fact that he made it on like most of it, I don't know all of it, but like SP three hundred three, in produce like production wise, it just I mean, Jeff had the 303 and there was just some sort of connection there that felt like, okay, like this is, this is right. This is what we should be doing now because I was so, I was getting wrapped up in the, in the, oh, you need an MPC or you need an SP 1200, uh, which I love SP 12s, but like it was that eight bit, um, Oh, it was just a different, it was just different, man. And it felt, and it felt like, Oh, that's the direction I want to go in. Um, so it was a huge, huge inspiration, but I love dude. The other album from doom, um, uh, is it mm food? Yeah. Is that the one with aqua teen hunger force that, that sure. he like hosted that earlier? Yeah. Yo, uh, that album, that album was dope because, back when adult swim was really cracking and that album came out, I was watching, I was already watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So I was like, Oh man, this is dope. I don't dope. see that and, name on here. 
and you could tell uh here let me see what, what what album that was man i feel bad for this um but i'm you know hold on let me think this album i used to see the ad for it everywhere like it was in every magazine back then what is it the mm, food oh i'm sorry danger doom album oh okay yeah, it was the Danger Doom album, not Mm Food. That was oh, that's such a great album too, man. Is there a Doom song that you feel like stands out as one of your favorites? Well, I guess you could say this one, but um, one that that you feel is one of his best that doesn't get much attention as the rest. Uh, ho- hold on, can can you hear me? Okay, you're cutting up a little bit. Yeah. Hold on, let me see if I can get you better. Hold on, say that again. Is there a Doom track that you feel is really slept on, basically, that, that not many people bring up when they bring up his best tracks? That's one of your favorites. Oh, what, one of my favorite tracks? Well, you or know, like I, a, a more well, lesser known Doom track. Oh, uh, let me think. Uh, oh, man. Um, hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I the the only and I know and I know this may sound um, this may sound a little generic, um, but Operation Doomsday, the first joint with Shade, um, is probably. One of the songs that I just I will never not listen to. Uh, so that's got to be like one of my favorite um, favorite joints from him. And of course, you know, of course, like uh, Sofa King is dope. Uh, Mince Meat is dope off off the Danger Doom album. But like, dude, you listen to listen to Operation Doomsday, and he says. Uh, until, um, now, now I need the, now I need the lyrics. Hold on. I want to, I want to make sure this is best. Sorry, I hit title by accident. I hit play on the, the player. Doomsday lyrics. That's okay. Um, he says, I should have these shits memorized. I'm surprised that, um, hold on. He said. Can't with this genius. I fucking hate genius. I'm sorry. Like g- genius website is fucking whack. Uh, you know, it's he a lyric says, site. Um, huh? It's a lyric site. Yeah, it's uh. Hold on. What the hell does he say here? Um, yeah, he says on do- on the uh, it's the it's the hook of the song on Doomsday. Ever since the womb till I'm back, when my brother went, that's what my tomb will say. Right above my government, doom will lay. Either unmarked or in graves. Hey, who's to say? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, if you if you now now that's that he's gone, listening to that song. What? That's what's crazy that he's dead. He's listening to that song, and that's like yeah. how the album starts off. Like his first album is Doom. I know, and that's why that's why I went on the other night. I I went on Twitter and I was like, "Yo, we should rename Halloween like October thirty first should be called Doomsday from now on." 
Yeah, we I, should. I did see someone else say that too. So, oh, really? Yeah. It, it sh- it sh- that's I'm with that 100. percent And like, honestly, that like that I heard that hook because uh, I just put I just listened to it the other day, like after finding out, and I listened to that, and I was like, it gave me chills, dude. I'm like, damn, like there he is, back back with his brother, like, oh man, that shit, that's heavy, man, that's heavy, but. He's got to be up there with with his brother and Stan Lee, and, and Chadwick Boseman, and like all these great artists are now chilling collectively. Like, man, that's amazing to me. That that thought, you know, that thought is amazing. Well, what's you crazy know, about MF Doom is if you look up pictures of him without his mask, you really yeah. can't find any. Like, there's a couple here and there, but then there's nothing really, yeah, that great. So like, he succeeded in just. Yeah, you know? like Ghostface yeah, took his mask off after like the first Wu Tang album or whatever, but Doom yeah. just kept it on. And um, like I was been listening to a lot of interviews, and he's like, "Yeah, the mask is so it doesn't matter what I'm wearing or, or you know what right. I'm what I'm buying or drinking. It's just about the raps, right, dude? That was the first. That was the first biggest uh, fuck you in hip hop. Like I, I think. I mean, that was, he basically took, because what was going on during the time, right? Like all that pop, like Puff Daddy and the, and the boys, like all that shit was, was, was exploding the airwaves and hip hop was becoming a household thing. And Doom says, Doom has the nerve, had the nerve to come out wearing a mask saying, don't look at anything that I have on, even though he did rock some dope shit. Just listen to the music. But people still made him a character. It was it was just this it, it was just this juxtaposition of somebody who didn't want to be noticed, who ended up being overly noticed, and no one has had done that before in hip hop. And especially no one is fucking t- lyrically talented as doom you know so to me that just that was like dude that was the nail in the coffin and like you know i mean sometimes you know it's doom's one of those people that too he's one of those artists that if i see a herb like post something doom related or whatever or someone that like i don't really wouldn't wouldn't really consider a uh a, a figure in hip hop or, or, or a reputable source or whatever. I just, I'm like, dude, take that shit down. So you don't fucking know, you know, I'm still, I still have that feeling about artists. Like you don't know any of it. You don't right. even know what he's saying. You don't even listen to his shit, you know, like, I don't know. But I feel like that about like Wu-Tang. Like if I see a young kid wearing a Wu-Tang shirt, um, I just think like, you don't even know, like yeah, you weren't around. Yeah, it, it's like you had to experience it really with like the way Wu Tang was doing shit yeah. in the nineties. And I think, and I think the younger kids now realize that, and they rebel against it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they rebel against it. Like, okay, we didn't live it. Now we have to do something completely outlandish because because of that. And at the same, and when they could have ju- when when. The old, the uh, my gen, our generation, <clears throat> could have passed the torch better. You know what I'm saying? Like when the torch was passed, 
there could have been a better passing of the torch and we didn't do it. Hip hop, rap music, no well-known rappers dropped the ball. Influencers yeah. dropped the ball. Jay-Z, Nas, you know, they, they could have done a lot better job. They could have, they, they should passing, have passing the torch. Doom did a Doom did a pretty good job. I mean, he he really liked um, what's his name, um, uh, uh, Bishop. Um, is it Nuru Bishop Nuru? Who I think so. Yeah, yeah. He did a good job on being uh, mentoring him, and they have some work together, and it was great and reputable. But Doom, Doom built himself as a character that's always going to be Doom. Like, like you're not even going to get near that, that entity, that person, that you know. Like Sean Price. Sean Price was another. Damn, Sean Price too, man. Him and Doom must be chilling. Like, holy shit! I didn't even think of that. That's crazy. Like to think about him and Doom, you know. But anyway. Like that's there definitely could have been a better job. Static's doing a good good job passing the torch or like mentoring <clears throat> people, but still, I feel, I feel like, I think it's the responsibility of the younger generation too to figure <clears throat> out what their voice is, respectively, and they need it, and there needs to be a counterculture for the younger kids as well. There's no counterculture right now. I don't feel like. I feel like everybody on that wavy shit. Or you know what I'm saying? Or on some like let's let's bl- let's try to blow up and and do this weird um uh, like like uh, auto tune kind of singing rapping thing that's still yeah. hold, you know and like and like Drake's still holding on to that and it's kind of like yo can you evolve like like I don't know man I just I, I there's a lot going on right now and and I it will happen. It's it's inevitable. Something's gotta something's gotta happen. Something's gotta change. And and guess what? If we go into if we go into financial recession or some have some issues and stuff, maybe that'll inspire other people to not care so much about fucking what shoes you got on your fucking feet or the three hundred dollar fucking Yeezy hoodie you have on. Like fuck those guys for even making something that expensive. My niece the other day was talking about. Uh, she wanted a four hundred something dollar hoodie, or something, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Who pays that much for a hoodie? If you st- yeah. if you spill one thing in that hoodie, you f- you just wasted half a fucking thousand bucks right there." And like, dude, not for nothing. Even if I had the money, I wouldn't spend it on a four hundred fifty dollar hoodie. Like, you're high. Furthermore, textiles are out of control. Textiles are out of control. If you if you put something, if we if if uh, Man, it's just it's out of control. The whole the whole system, the whole game, everything, hip hop included, is just everything's out of control, man. You know. Well, I think in terms of like passing the torch, I feel like Griselda is kind of stepping up the last few years, and and it's basically the thing that I like the the best about them is because they they pick the best beats, like they get beats from all the best producers. Mm-hmm. And then they they have all the best old school artists come on like they they give so much respect to the oh, yeah. the people that came before Vinny, them. Vinny Paz does that too, which 
Like you never know who's gonna be on a Griselda yeah. track. Like they they had Slick Rick and like uh, Cormega and and tons of people. I agree, uh, Griselda. You know, I wasn't before when I was talking about them uh, putting out so much project. I wasn't. It wasn't me. Um, you know, it, it's it's not. It's it's something that they have to do right now because unfortunately it's quantity over quality right now. It may change. Griselda, they, they lead the game by doing what's, what's trendy their own way. So, so they will make, they will take chances on albums and do shit, but they'll do it they'll keep up with the other people trying to you're you're not and yeah you're just they're just flooding their the market well i think with them i think they they studied hip-hop enough that they know that it doesn't last forever they like, have no an escape plan, right forever. they were well he was talking about retiring remember like west side gun or something yeah like even jay-z like he doesn't put out much stuff anymore right. like the rockefeller like they were the same way. Like right. Rockefeller was killing shit, and then they they slowly broke apart. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's gonna happen. They're not gonna right. Be on and that forever. and that's what I've been thinking about. Me too. You know, like, but I'm I'm at a point where I'm so low key, like below, like I'm so under the radar that I can do whatever I want to do when I want to do it, and I'm happy with that. But they have to think of an exit plan. They've already they've already been thinking about the exit plan and 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 you know Griselda is Griselda is basically a new which is crazy because they're around our age but if but if you think about it they're kind of like like Wu Tang they ta- they take a lot of stuff from Wu and yeah. uh, Wu Tang will forever be respected and well known um, but they just won't they just you know, they, they all broke up. They're like a Buffalo. Wu-Tang, right, right, basically. right, right, right. And, 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 right. I mean, so, you know, so will there be, so will their legacy outlive them? Let, I mean, it will, will it be just talked about with their legacy through generations? Will Griselda extend through generations because they're active or will it extend through generations because they're respected. They, they, they're already respected enough that they would be able to walk away right now and still be remembered as being oh, yeah. major. But if they, play, if they can find the right artists that, that sacrificing any, anything uh, it, without sacrificing their integrity of their music, but they can find an artist that that is young enough that can grasp the next generation, uh, then they're really gonna, they're really going to, uh, you know, exceed. I mean, look at Rockefeller records and shit, like companies dissolving and shit. And like there, something that you thought maybe could have outlasted the times. Like they could just put the next person on, put the next person on, but, but, but it gets to it gets to a point where it's like sometimes the artists can't let go of the reins, the the owners, you know, um, or, or they can't find 
they can't fi- seem to find an artist that is dope enough that wants to um, keep that keep that alive. You know, like Wu Tang. Like Wu Tang could probably find some younger talent and re and re spark that movement. But it's like where you know, and, and it's not. I guess it wouldn't be hard to find talent. It's just scouting it, and the people that are good enough probably don't want to be want to do their own thing. It's a very fucking wild world right now. Hip hop is just everywhere, man. It's everywhere. Yeah. But so, um, who do you listen to really for newer artists? Like I, I've noticed like this last year, I've been listening to a lot of uh new york artists like uh rome Street. yeah yeah i think he had one of the best years yeah. besides griselda he, like he's really underground he did, and um 38 special i found out from listening to uh benny the butcher yeah he's got a few projects that are pretty popular and people like that so it's like new york has like a there's like an underground movement going on with with that type of art, yo, there is right now, and it, and I didn't think about that, but I saw an article about it saying saying like naming all these people, and I was like, wow, that's kind dude, of dude, it's it's uh, for real, man. That type of movement is is so popular right now that like um, you know, I, I like personally, you know, I'm gonna name off some artists that have been been doing it but like nims because he was a battle mc for the longest time right but like i love him man dude i i listen to him and laugh and laugh my ass off because he he's just so witty and like fuck your life yeah yeah he is so like witty and what he says it like sometimes just like blows my mind like and, and as he should be, because he's a battle MC, right? Like, that's that's his shit. Um, that's his pocket, and he should be that dope. So he's good. Um, I've been getting into uh, what's his name, Al De- Al Davino. Oh yeah, I've seen dude. His name there's this him. one Al Davino song that, I, like, I heard, and it embodied my. Um, like embody what I was, what I, what I'm all about. And I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, all right, I like this guy. Let me see if I remember the joint. If you, You'll have to send if it you to listen me. to it, you would hit, you would hear, you'd be like, dude, this is exactly, um, who is it? Who is it? Where is it? Uh, Oh, I like crime apple too. I like that joint wet dirt. That's an older song, but it's, but, it, but I like it. Um, let me see here. Where is it? Uh, since, uh, what the, uh, obviously, Vic Spencer is real dope. Um, Sniper. The song is called Sniper. And it, it really, like, it really, that's my shit. Um, so, so that, so, but that, those artists, uh, those artists are definitely, um, unfortunately, you know, Al Davino's dope and, and, and Nims is dope and there, and there's ones that are going to outlive 
that trend. But right now, the um, the Makami is the the um, what's his name, man? The, the the Godfather of them all. Oh, yeah, Rob Marciano. You knew exactly what I was talking about. Rob Marcy, like they they will outlast that trend. But I'll be damned right now. That thing's it's about to hit, it's about to pop, and it'll pop before the end of twenty twenty one. I'm almost I'm almost certain. If not twenty twenty one, it'll pop. It'll definitely pop by 2022, man. I, I already know it because it's one of those things that uh, that doesn't have stability because these rappers sh- are shitting out project after project after project. And, and, at, and at some point, it's like, bro, like your shit, it all sounds the same. There's no growth. You know, you said to me in the beginning of the podcast – you know, I like your shit because it always sounds different, blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, that's that's because I don't want to be like those guys where you're like, yo, oh, oh, shit. Like, I've heard this song before. No, you didn't. It's brand new. And it's like, oh, well, it sounds like everything else. So, you know, I don't want that shit. I want you to be like, oh, I never heard this track from Bug Out. Like, oh, it's new, you know, like or whatever, yeah. man. Like, I mean, my legacy, my legacy uh i think about that more and more like think about it man like i that's something that people could potentially say about me like all this shit sounds the same man you can't now you can't because the way i designed it and it's all those things are intentional you know and if and if al davino who who can spit heavy if he don't get if he don't figure out what he's doing he's gonna fall into obscurity like most of these rappers. I mean, I like Crime Apple, but he if he don't figure it out, he's going to fall into obscurity, dude. All You know what I'm saying? Because these rappers, they got money and they're put, investing a lot of money. But, dude, that's going to run out. If you're not making money off what you're investing in, then you're losing money. And if they're putting thousands of dollars in buying beats from major artists like major producers and then and – then, uh, and then not selling a fucking record. Well, guess what, man? You you're not going to be rapping for too much longer, you know. But it's something to th- it's something to think about. I mean, I don't I don't I don't ever see yeah. you know. I always I always uh, like would pride myself on on doing things smart, you know. Like you would always say, "Oh, when's your when's this album coming out? When's this coming out?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know." It's because a lot of the times it's because it's like, well, financially. Is it, is it the right time? And do I have a buzz where I can at least make back, make a little bit off of what I'm selling, you know, because obviously I'm thinking long-term, I'm thinking years down the road, decades down the road um, with my music. So when I make it, it's always, I'm always thinking when I'm dead and gone, it's going to be around, right? And then maybe someone will listen to it and it'll pop off. But as for now, if I'm sitting down to record something and I'm not getting, and I'm not doing it for a potential to make money or to grow the name, then I'm just, then what am I doing? I'm wasting my time, you know? Yeah. So while we're on that topic, what do you plan on? What's your music plan for 2021? What do you think is going to be coming out for you or what can people look forward Um, to? So I have this project uh with 
um, DC and uh, with DC and DJ Myth. Sorry, I'm setting up my my. Um, I'm gonna record after this. I'm recording a song, uh, but. I got this project with DJ Myth and in, in, uh, in DC called the 69 Berkshires. This a project I decided to do um, when me and DC started talking again. And uh, I've been heavy into, uh, I've always been heavy into aliens and, and, and stuff out of space and, and shit like that. And obviously DC's MIDI alien. So it made sense to me to, to, to focus the album based on that. Plus, um, this 2021 would be a good year because there was word of, of things, of documents being released from Area 51 and stuff. Uh, that's, that's cool. I'm all about that shit. But so 69 Berkshires, uh, it's, it's about done right now. It, I have really good songs on there and I don't want to rush it. So I'm waiting, um, you know. I'm waiting to put it out and I'm taking my time. It's, it's about halfway done and I got DC and I got, and I got myth kind of right investing in it, you know? Um, so I want to make sure, sure I do it justice. So that project is, is hopefully going to come out by the end of this year. Uh, if not early next year, and, uh, you'll probably hear a lot of features from me this year. Cause that's kind of what I'm, I've been about lately is just doing features. So you were saying earlier, um, you were saying uh, some really good things about DC and how he's like a genius with music and everything. What do you think is about him that sets him apart from other producers? Like, how is he so, uh, so good? Fucking crazy, probably. Mental. I mean, <laughs> that's what sets us apart. I mean, I'm fucking mental. You know, like, we just, well, a lot yeah. Of I mean that that's crazy. that's you know some of the best some of the best musicians are out of their fucking mind, and uh, I think that's for DC for sure. Uh, for me, for sure. I mean, we we feet. Hold on. Do you think it's because you guys are so good, like both of you, at your individual crafts, because you have such high standards? standards- yeah, and the music you put out, and you listen to such good, high quality stuff. Growing up, I, I, standards today. has a lot to do with it. Um, but but there's something that we hear. I feel like there's something that DC hears, and there's something that I hear when I write that very few people hear. And I don't know. I sometimes I can't. Sometimes, like. It's tough for me to explain. It's this, um, it's a, it's a feeling. It's a, it's a, it's an embodiment. It's a, it's a, it's like this journey, uh, for like three minutes, you know, like some, some of the pop shit blows my mind that I hear the newer pop music because it does invoke feeling. Uh, a lot in a lot of music, I guess. I guess you could argue that a lot of pop music evokes feeling because that's why it's pop because it because it it hits you with that initial thought. But I think with me and DC is that we we kind of 
I don't know, man. Maybe it's we don't know what else to do. We don't know how else to channel whatever it is that we have inside of us out besides music. And I think that's like the, the, the opening to the bottleneck, you know, with our creativity is all, all fucking smushed inside with emotion and things going on. And the fact that our brain just doesn't stop. And we have this inner critic in our head 24 hours a day that that'll show up in just mid sentence and just shut you down. And, and I think that um, the only way that we've ever been able to ride that is through music. And like, I think that's how DC produces. And I think that's how I write lyrics and, uh, put together songs is that it's that constant uh you know and then and then and then when you finish it it's that feeling of of that little bit of juice you know that little bit of feeling of uh like i fucking did it like i i went in there i slayed that dragon and you know whether whether or not you anyone else heard it I can listen to that joint and be like, I fucking slayed that shit. I don't care. Like, like 20 years from now, people could listen to my lyrics and be like, oh, this guy is a fucking genius. Or they could just keep passing over it. But it really doesn't matter because at the, t- the, at the time it was made, I was fighting something inside of me. And I fought it and I, and I was victorious over it, you know? It's like I'm fighting this project right now, like like the 69 Berkshires album. I'm fighting it right now. I'm, I'm in the arena and I'm fighting against it. And it's and I don't even know what it looks like. Like I, I wouldn't even. It, but I'm fighting it. And if I don't finish this project, it'll defeat me. And, and that's it. I will never I will never. Abandon, I don't abandon a fight. I don't walk away from a fight. If I don't finish the 69 Berkshire's album, I'm not going to put out another album. I'm not going to skip over this album. I'm not going to stop it halfway and go, you know what? I don't like the way that's going. It's like when I used to draw, I would, I could do that. When I draw, draw something halfway and be like, oh man, this sucks. And then someone look over my shoulder and go, dude, that's, that's fucking great. And I look at them and I look at the paper and I'd rip the paper up and I'd throw it away and I'd start again, you know? But when it comes to music, yeah. uh, I can't do that. Like I obsess over things too much. And if, you know, I listen to a beat a hundred times over when I'm writing, that beat will never escape my head unless I finish that song. You know, it'll always be there lingering. And like that, you know, like this joint I got with uh, this 24 right now, I wrote 20 bars. And I said, yeah, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. And I, count, I had to count out the bars. I'm, I'm like, dude, I didn't write a 24. I obsessed over these four bars all day. I was like, no, I got to go back in now. Now I got to go back in and do it because it's not. I mean, I think DC got the same, you know, he knows. He knows beauty. DC knows beauty. He knows, and he knows destruction very well. We both do. You know, like we, you know we understand that balance and we love that balance as, as a, uh, as, as creatives, you know, it's a dance, it's the dance. Creativity is like, it's like the most beautiful woman 
in the world and you get to dance with her and you just get to do it. And then you maybe get to fucking rob a bank with her or fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just this crazy, uh, constant thing, but yeah, man, I'll finish it. I'm sure I'll finish the 69 project. Like by the end of the year, but if, but you know, if I don't have money to, to get it mastered, then, uh, it's, it's probably pointless anyway, you know? Yeah. So, um, I want to be respectful of yeah. your time and everything. Um, so I think we should wrap up, but is there anything you're looking forward to in 2021? That you want to, uh, yeah, about? man. Um, I'm just looking for, I'm looking forward to the, the birth of my son for sure. Um, I'm looking for forward to like family adventures and shit like that. I I just uh I got in touch with the local um acting uh school in Portsmouth, the theater and acting school, and I reached out to them so I may be taking some classes. I'm pretty excited about that. Um you know, just trying new things creatively and uh I'm looking forward to that and just yeah, man, just doing doing different things, I think, and enjoying life. I mean, uh, I I beat myself down so much these last 10, 15 years with music and stuff. And and uh, even like when I came back to do the Unfound Chapter Project and I really revamped everything again, I just, I, I wasn't allowing myself to be happy. And I think 20... Uh, there's so much uncertainty in the world. I just, I want, I want 2021, whether, whether or not the pandemic is an endemic, whatever, whatever happens, regulations with masks, shots, can't travel, can't do this. I'm going to find my peace of mind within myself. And I'm just going to, I'm going to try to enjoy and live in the moment. And you know what? Stay fucking sharp, stay sharp. I mean, I, sometimes I fucking hate music. Sometimes I'm like, dude, I don't want to hear another fucking rap song. I don't want to fucking, I don't care. I don't want to look at graffiti. I don't want to fucking nothing. And then it fucking goes, oh yeah, well, you know, write, write a couple bars. Just do it. Just to do it, to do it. And then it comes back. So I'm letting it be. I'm letting it do what it does. And I'm just going to do what I do. And And yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should revisit. We should, uh, yo, man. I'm down to jump on to jump on another show towards uh, middle of summer, and maybe we can figure out uh, where I'm at by then. You don't know. Yeah, sounds good. So let's end it like this. Um, If there's anyone out there that had a really rough 2020, and maybe they they really didn't have it much rougher than us. Maybe it was mostly in their head, you know, and they let fear and and all this stuff going on and social mm-hmm. media and the news control them, make them depressed. What advice do you have to these people out there to have a better 2021? Oh, you want my honest, honest to God advice? I would say, first of all, I was, if y'all listen, whoever's listening out in the ethos, I would suggest getting off social media would be my, fir- would be my first suggestion. And if you can't get off social media, curb it down a lot and curb it down to, uh, you know, lunchtime, check it during lunch and maybe check it when you get out of work 
or something, but curb it because there's nothing going on in social media that is of importance. It's just not. There's nothing important going on there. If someone if someone passed away, you know, like do like I got, I found out Doom passed away from from you from you texting me, or Doug. Yeah, no, it, was it wasn't Doug. me. It was Doug. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a group. We have it a group, text. group text. So it was Doug texting, and, and um, you know, not for nothing. It, it it messed with me a lot, but I'm glad that I heard it from Doug first, as opposed to just going on to Twitter and it being the first thing on my feeds. That's not that's not right. The fact that Doug reached out, it felt like, you know, it it it, it eased it a little bit for me, you know. Um, but yeah, I would say stay. I would say yeah. stay off social media, uh, and. If you can find, uh, give yourself 10 minutes a day uh, to, to uh, detach from everything and just, and just uh, be, you know, try to find a way to, to curb your emotions, curb all the bullshit going on outside for 10 minutes a day, like meditation. But I always push meditation and I, and I feel like, you know, like I watch church. I I watch church on Sunday because I don't go. I can't go to church because COVID. But I watch church on Sunday, and uh, and and I get I get something from that. You know, and, and I meditate. So I do this kind of what would be considered possibly unorthodox uh, way of 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 getting spiritual. But I think finding spirituality is great. And, and again, stay off social media especially instagram ain't nothing good on instagram okay fake girls fake influencers mm -hmm. fake people they they drive in these hundred two hundred thousand dollar sports cars that probably don't even own them they're probably uh working at a car dealership and they borrowed them for 15 minutes to drive down the road to do a quick picture like don't don't be fooled man and even if they do own that stuff who cares who, who you're missing out you're allowing you may be allowing somebody to dictate your emotions you're allowing social media to di dictate your emotions and control you and tell you what is what ain't nobody tell me what's what i didn't like falling in love with hip-hop because somebody on social media I mean, social media was not them but because someone told me it was cool you know it didn't happen like that and that and that's we got to bring that back. We got to bring the, we got to bring, I mean, now's the perfect time to be bored anyway. So yeah, stay off social media, get yeah. bored because being bored gets you creative. And when you get creative, you get lost in the moment. So that's, that's huge, you know, but anyway, that's all I got. So where can people find you on social uh, well, media? Well, you can go to at, bug, at the real bug out. Uh, you can do that in any platform. However, yeah, yeah, Spotify, yeah, bug title. out on Spotify, title, all that. I'm everywhere. Uh, Bandcamp, yep. But I would say um, I do post. I do post in my stories, but know that I only post important shit, political things, things that nobody's talking about. I'll do, I don't, I don't like to, I don't follow trends and I really don't 
post uh, con- consistently. I mean, consistent as I want to be. If I see something that that is important to me, like Mitch McConnell's ugly ass uh, saying some bullshit, then I'm going to post it. You know, if uh, I read something that's inspiring, that that empowers me, I'll post it. If it's uh, somebody of importance that passes away, I'll post it. Other than that, you ain't going to see any Ferrari pics or whatever. Because that's bullshit, man. It's bullshit. I'm not post, posting in. Well, plus, something that helps me out, like... Um since i have the radio show and the podcast like for me i, I don't like to scroll on on the news feeds mm-hmm. on different platforms mm-hmm. especially facebook so i mean i think uh something that helps like because around the like a couple months before the election the stuff was just so negative and out of control i just won't look at anyone else's yep. stuff i'll just post my own stuff just to share it and get it out there and promote it and if you're an artist, you know, and you have a hard time with social yeah, media, that's, you know a, what? that's a good way um, to do it. I'm starting, I'm starting to feel like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't, I don't want to do the social media game. I, I, I'm, I, I was doing what you were doing. I was going on. I was, I was posting what I wanted to post and I was checking my DM box because that was always blown up. And, uh, the two weeks I went off, off off the grid i went back on and my dms were out of control and my emails were unreal i had like almost two thousand emails and i'm like bro and i'm like you know what like what it replying to those or doing that what is that nothing dude that takes me away from the moment like be in the moment you know be in the moment i people at, at, at out to dinner on their fucking phones or driving and I'm like, dude, like, be in the moment. If someone says something, oh, my God, you see us having on social media? Like, no, 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 no. We need to get back to being in the moment and enjoying life. So. Yeah, what you said about social media reminded me of um, in the four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss says to take a, mm-hmm. uh, like a news break. Yeah. And uh, or, or whatever. Um, I forget how we how we put it, but it's basically like the social media break. And he was saying, if something important oh, yeah. happens in the oh, world, yeah. you're going to hear mean, about it. How do you think we lived before Facebook? It, and furthermore, when 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 MySpace was popping, we weren't always had access to a damn computer. We'd wait till the, we got around a computer to the end right. of the night. We'd do so. You know what I'm saying? So so no so no one can tell me nothing. You can't tell me you have to be on social media and you have to do this. Dude, that's, that's what Tony Robbins would call, um, uh, what, what does he call it? Uh, BS, belief system. That's BS, you know? That's your belief, your belief system. And, and yeah. it's true, well, man. And I want to bring that back. And if I can't, I can't. But, but it doesn't matter. Because if I stay off, if I, if I, put myself off of social media only for important things like, like someone like quasi um, mad lib, someone like mad lib does. Then I get, I get it. I get it. And if, and if people are like, Oh fuck bug out, you only post blah, blah, blah. I'm not, then I don't need you around in my life. If I, if, if you think I need to live on social media mm-hmm. to live up to your expectations, then I don't want you in my life. 
you know? So anyway, that's it. That's right. Uh, yeah. Shout you out to give DC, anyone a shout DJ out real Myth, quick? Uh, Observer, Cody Poe, my man, Ape the Grim. I love you, dude. I haven't talked to Ape in forever. I got to call him. Um, everybody, man, like everybody that that's been fucking with me since day one, like dog, I appreciate all you guys. All right. Well, thanks for coming on Hell again, yeah. and we'll definitely do this again soon. Yeah, you too. And uh, have yeah. a good night. Yeah, peace. The, 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 the Craig Norris Podcast. Podcast.